This podcast is produced by Unedited. Don't accept the maze that you get given by anyone you meet in life. This maze being, this is how you can be successful. This is how you can be happy. Because all that maze is doing is taking a longer time for you to get to the magic, which is you. Hello and welcome to episode 148 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. And having been through my own battles with depression and anxiety, I decided to create a platform to help inspire you to live with more clarity and happiness by challenging the way you think, to open up your mind and invite you to live in the moment. And on this week's episode, I am joined by Kira London and Sinead Harnett, who are not only just two amazing women, but they're also best friends. And I've really loved seeing their growth over the years. You know, Kira with building her business and inspiring women every day through her workouts. She's also recently featured in Women's Health magazine, which is an incredible feat. And Sinead with her incredible music, you know, and her connection she has with the fans all across the world and gigs and tours and everything. It's really inspiring to see. And this is a really special conversation to have because not only have both girls featured separately on the podcast in their own episodes, but we also grew up in the same area of North London. So to finally make this happen was really cool and it's kind of like a bit of a catch up and a conversation in quarantine but we covered some really interesting topics you know in this chat we spoke about learnings and growth that they've both experienced in recent weeks dealing with the emotional highs and lows of lockdown becoming comfortable with uncertainty body image and learning to love yourself so the aim of this podcast is to inspire so if you like what you hear in this episode be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love but right now let's jump straight in and hear from kira and Sinead. I honestly think that quarantine has been amazing in terms of solutions and yeah. working around things and just finding a new way to work. Yeah, let's let's expand on that. What's what's that look like for both of you? Because for me, um, it's probably a bit different. So tell me, like, you, so first of all, let me just say before we start, like, how proud I am to see you two shining all the <laughs> time, but particularly now as well, like the way that you're both doing your thing which I'll let you explain, but like just making and doing different things during this difficult time is really amazing to see. And it kind of inspired me to do more myself as well. So tell, tell me a bit about what you've been up to um, during this quarantine period. You go first, Sinead Harnett. Miss you know Harnett. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> but you a lady too. You more. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me personally, um, at first, when the lockdown got announced, I was like a bit panicked because I, I thought, oh my goodness, working from home is the hardest thing ever for me. And then when I actually, after I had the initial maybe three days of pure procrastination, I was like, do you know what? This ain't me, man. I, 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 I'm going to take out my earrings because I need to start shaking my head. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm not a, a slob. I'm going to find a way. So I literally, from pausing, I found my inspiration because my life before this is, and the same with Kara, rush, 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 got to be here, got to do that, then got to do this lunch, then there's this meeting now that there's been this moment of ah, calm I, yeah I stopped and I got back to who am I 
who is Sinead <laughs> and I just I've learned so much more about who I am and when you know who you are as an artist you can write you know your story so I've been writing from home and then Kira was saying yesterday about like taking opportunities and being forward thinking and, and like thinking outside of the box and what can I do I can do concerts on IG um I can do some showing my personality and be a bit more comical I can write record mix and master and release a song from my house because I can just send it all to everyone so for me it's just been about um you get over the initial oh my gosh how am I going to do this and procrastination and I've done nothing and I haven't even showered and it's 3 p.m and then you pick yourself up you go for walks you do Kira London's workout and you and you start um finding the best ways to make lemonade out of these lemons and actually they're not even lemons agreed the end <laughs> <laughs> bravo bravo old chap no i i totally agree with Sinead on that end sentence of they're not even lemons the truth is like it's not that bad most of us are either still being paid to work from home or, you know, initially, as I was self-employed, I was really worried. And I think a lot of us had initial anxiety because it was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then when the um, government brought out the, the furloughing and then further further along after the initial universal credit, they said, you know, like um, self-employed will get uh, up to 80% of their salary, up to two and a half thousand pounds or whatever. So there is support out there. And I just kept saying to like my friends, we're not in a war zone. You know, like we are essentially sat at home on the sofa. We've been blessed with amazing weather. All we need to do is just chill for a little bit to curb this pandemic and let the NHS catch up to what's going on. It's really not that bad. You know, like it, it's, it's unprecedented times and it is scary because at the end of the day, Myself. Drop their phone. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna hold it for now. So um at the end of the day, um it is, you know, it's scary times and it's very difficult for, for people, I think initially, whereas I feel like now we've almost become a little bit like um institutionalized in mm-hmm. the sense of we're kind of used to staying in so i think that initially like me and Sinead, for example as she said we're such busy bees we're like oh i want to go here and i want to go there and i want to do this and i want to do that and it's like being forced to sit was weird at first and now i feel like i love it and when i go out i'm sort of thinking I want to go home now. I'm like, I'm actually ready to get back and get home because for me, home has become a place of productivity. So I don't know. I think it's changed and I think change is scary initially. But I also think that if you're a creative or you're the sort of person that likes the challenge, it's a really great time to think outside the box and birth new ideas and work around it. And um, as Sinead said, explore yourself and, you know, you can... I think this is a, I was on a a really interesting conference call the other day and somebody said that you can either have post-traumatic stress or post-traumatic growth. Mm. And I think that post-traumatic growth is really important. So if you are that sort of positive thinking person, this can be an amazing time to grow. 
and um, change. And I feel like I've had more growth in the last two weeks from my living room than I have from any holiday or trip or retreat or, um, you know, life changing, like graduation or anything. I've actually grown from this so much. So yeah, for me, I think it's been amazing. What about you, Alex? (laughs) Uh, Same really. I think like for me, I mean, we're all, we're all in very different boats, right? Because Kira, I mean, we're all self-employed technically. Kira, your business is most of it has been run face to face. So relying yeah. on face to face customers, clients, you know, whatever. Sinead, yours is very much face to face in terms of like studio time, in terms of like concerts, gigs, festivals and all that sort of stuff. But also the, the, the isolation stage of like writing and creating Whereas like my thing like this year was like, I wanted to be out in the world creating stuff and seeing stuff. So like my plan was to, I came back from my traveling at the end of February was to spend like a month back in London and then go traveling again for like the rest of the year and like try and pick up some work and travel and just like be creative, write podcasts and all that sort of stuff. And obviously none of that's possible. So I had to quickly like pivot on like, oh damn, like what, what is going to happen now? Like, what can I do? What is this time all about? And me being me, like I straight away started looking at the stuff you were saying, Kira, like the positives of like, and what you were saying as well, Sinead, like, okay, I'm not this lazy person. So what am I going to do with this time? I know I don't have to force myself to do anything because I'm always going to fill my time with something productive or creative. So how can I fill it? And I've just like started to, you know, make more stuff, do more stuff, like figured out a way to record podcasts remotely. As an example, I've written an ebook, like I've got a a program that I'm going to be rolling out very soon. I don't think it'll be out yet when this episode comes out, but it'll be coming very, very soon. It's like a community based program where people can sign up and be part of like a group community. And we're there to support each other through, through coaching and through like meditation and through just having like a, a place for people to go and grow together like during this period and, and just for life in general. And I feel like that's, that's where I've kind of flipped on things is like, okay, I can now put the focus into the things that I've been putting off <laughs> for all the years I've been doing my thing. But now for me is the right time to do it, which is why I'm going to start doing it now because this is the time. And I feel like, you know, there is a lot of hard things out there. You know, people are living in homes in like uncomfortable conditions. There are people who, you know, domestic violence, exactly domestic violence, living with, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, just like, you know, one family living in like a one bedroom or one room. Do you know what I mean? There are a lot of uncomfortable situations and, you know, but like you said, I think we will, we will all come through this stronger. And I feel like, there's a lot of tragedy and trauma in the world, but ultimately like there's learnings beyond it all, you know? So like, I don't know about you guys, like what, what do you think are going to be like the learnings behind the kind of face value of what we're seeing in terms of like quarantine and, you know, all of the, the amazing work the NHS are doing, but all, all of the tragedy that's behind it as well. I'm going to let Sinead start on this one. Cause we've actually, been sort of discussing this and we're in agreement with this aren't we Sinead about like the world Mm. and stuff so you go ahead well I feel Alex (laughs) and Kira that um (laughs) mother nature what a beauty you know (laughs) the gift that keeps giving she has needed to find a way to bite back for some time if we don't learn from this pandemic if we go back to getting you know being allowed to fly as much as we were being allowed to drive constantly if you wanted to you know our co2 our carbon footprint um the meat industry the plastic industry if all of these things just money grab again a new Mm. pandemic is going to happen 
in mm. some years because it the earth can't take us you know mm. i don't want to um be insensitive because this is a very terrible time mm. for everyone people are losing people that they love and it's scary and we're separate like i cried this morning because i saw pictures of my niece and nephews and i was like i haven't hugged them in a month like what the hell is going mm-hmm. on um, but with that said if we don't learn from it and we don't change our ways all of these deaths are in vain yeah. so i feel like we need to as a as a massive as a as a people our generation need to be throwing this down everyone's throats we have to recycle we have to treat earth with more respect and ourselves with more respect why are we flinging flanging our limbs everywhere trying to do 56,000 different things in 24 hours let's just be calm do less and the less that you do do well Mm. less is more isn't it less is more if you can simplify it and just step back. And I've been thinking a lot about stillness and like we're being kind of forced to, to find stillness in our lives because we can't be doing physically as much stuff. So in those moments of stillness, you either fill your mind with more thinking or more ideas and cause, you know, worries and anxieties and fears and everything, or you find the stillness in that and you set back and you actually allow your mind to evaluate and process so that you can do less to do more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And just on that point, um, I know Kira's about to speak. (laughs) Just on that point, right? Until you stop and have to accept who you are in this quarantine, I realise all of the filling up my diary, two sessions this day, five meetings this day, I was, it was a way to run away from myself. I didn't Mm. have to face the things that I was procrastinating on and the things that I wasn't doing, I I could run from them because I was so busy, right? And now it's like, you know, every day, seeing the same faces in the mirror, anytime I want to do anything, oh, it's you again, Sinead. So it's like now I've had to fall fall a bit more in love with who I am so that I can make this stuff work. So exactly what you're saying, the stillness has been essential for our growth. Mm. I'm curious to pick up her phone. I'm back. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. It's getting, it's getting close. Do you know what this this has taught me? I need AirPods. I see why people have AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> now I get why everyone's saying to me, how's the wire? Um, yeah. So uh, I think what Alex said about stillness is really important. Like whenever I've been out, I really am enjoying seeing people find pleasure in and and finding pleasure in things that I never normally would you know like right now there's no restaurants there's no parties there's no um bowling there's there's none of that like so it's you can go for a walk in the park with your family and that's it and it's so nice when you go out and you see all these families and couples and you know um elderly you know, husband and wife and, uh, you know, young, young couples and just fathers and sons walking in the park and everyone's excited to just have that one hour walk. And it's like, it's like in London, suddenly we have this heat wave, you know, like out of nowhere, we have this heat wave. And I feel like it's the universe almost being like, look, I know you're going through it. So I'm going to give you something to ease it. You know, like, 
finally, is it in Pakistan they can see the Himalayas again? They've not mm. been able to see the Himalayas oh. in, in like 30 years. Um, you know, the Venice canals now have fish and you can see when you go outside, the air is clearer. I can see London every single day. I normally, that oh, sometimes I can't see it because of um, smog. And you know, like in San Francisco, in San Francisco, they were, they were putting up pictures where the smog this time last year, now it's completely clear. So it's just like, I go outside, the air feels fresher, the, the flowers are blooming. Like even on Sunday morning, it was Easter Sunday and I woke up about eight o'clock. I was having my oats and, looking out the window and I had the, the door open because that's what I do in the morning. And um, I had the door open and um, no, no, it was nine o'clock, sorry. And the church bells started ringing and it was such a weird moment because it was the first time I've ever looked out that window where there was not a single car. And mm. all I could hear was birds and the church bells. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I've woken up in like, 1920 like it literally is like we've gone back in time and our you know girls our nails are all disgusting we don't have eyelash extensions you're oh I I bit mine off you're yeah I was where you are a couple of days ago and I just (laughs) got fed up but you know like we can't get our hair done we can't there's no point in buying loads of fast fashion you've got nowhere to go you know like there's no you can't fly anywhere because you can't fly so it's just a case of like bringing it back to basics and I think there's something very humbling and beautiful about that and I've really honestly enjoyed it I think it's you know as long as you can get your work done and you can communicate I know it's not the same but Thank God we have FaceTime. Thank God we have Skype. Thank God we have Zoom. Like, we have ways to stay in touch with people. And now we're finding ways, like, you know, to to communicate with others. And I'm enjoying it. I'm speaking to friends that I hadn't spoken to in months or even years. Mm. Because I was just like, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll just see them on Instagram or whatever. Whereas now it's like, how are you? Are you all right? Like, we're checking in on each other more. And I think, I think the world and the earth and even when I'm in the supermarkets now smile at each other I'll get this so like we're used to someone clambering over the other to kind of like pushing each other out the way and I think it's a I think that lessons from this I I finished anyways I I was just saying about um how it's great for the earth and great for humans and same as what Sinead said in terms of like people who've died you know like them not dying in vain so we need to definitely take lessons from this moving forward and think about how we can do more quarantine like you know as people say like my mum was saying the other day that she thinks a lot of companies won't work the same way moving forward yeah there is no need for us all to be you know like you have to be commute you don't have if there's a job that you don't need to be commuting in for that you don't need to be driving a car or taking a train or then why are we you know, like, I feel less stressed. I feel happier. I feel more relaxed. Like, if, if I can learn to personal train people from home, then, then surely most things could actually be done from home. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, like, your, your job really is probably one of the most face-to-face they could be, right? Because you're, yes. you're physically training someone. So it's like, if you can do that over the internet. Like- 100%. As soon as the gym shut, I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Mm. Like I didn't, I couldn't even comprehend um, 
another alternative. Like if there's no gym, then there's no PT, no one, you know, and initially all of my clients said, Oh no, don't really want, don't really, don't really fancy Skype. No, not really for me. And I sort of thought, Oh crap. And now everyone's realized it's either that or nothing. So Mm. people are learning to embrace it. And it's like Mm. week one, we might've resisted things week two. We were still trying to resist by week three. Now it's like, this is the way it is. So either like it or lump it. And most people are learning to like it. Yeah. And I think as well, like a thing that I've realized is the, is, is dealing and managing the emotional highs and lows. Cause I think like Sinead, you said before that you were like crying this morning and it's like, I've had days where I've literally woken up and although I know like I'm going to, I've got stuff to do to be productive or keep myself busy. Or even if it's just like baking a cake with my mom and dad or whatever, like, I know there's stuff to do during the day, but I still have had days where I've woken up with this overwhelming feeling of just like uncertainty or like panic almost. But then I've had to kind of like check in with myself, like do my meditation and all that sort of stuff, but also just remind myself that like this moment we're living is temporary. Like the feeling I'm having is temporary to kind of bring myself back down to a level and like bring that anxiety down. So like what, what have you guys been doing, you know, with, that emotional roller coaster in a way to kind of manage you know there's there's a lot of high emotions flying around at the minute so how have you been managing those come on Kara. i speak to my friend Sinead when i feel sad <laughs> <laughs> but that there you know i make a joke but that's really quite true like i have for me i don't really let myself get sad i know that sounds like weird but i don't let I do have, you know, like some days you just feel a bit lower, like in terms of like, I would say lower vibration days where it's just like, but I try not to let my head get into it um, too much. So like for me, if I do feel away, then like, like for example, a couple of weeks ago, I felt away because for the first time in ages, I looked through pictures and I called Sinead on that day. Do you remember when we spoke? Yeah. It was when I was looking through like Miami pictures and, and I was just like, oh my God, like three weeks ago or something, we were in Miami, like around people. And we were like paying for drinks. We were sat at the Super Bowl in the NFL, st- at the Miami Dolphins stadium with like 60,000 other people or something, mm. tightly packed. You know, like I was paying with cash for my drink and I was touching barriers and there was no hand sanitizer there was no you know like and it wasn't and it I would when I looked through pictures I just felt overwhelmingly sad like oh my god is that like the end of how it was or you know and I just and I got on the phone to Sinead and and then I just needed to ground myself remember this is temporary there has been epidemics before or pandemics before um this will life will resume to normality um and actually at the end of the day you know like i do think for me this is a massive taster of what life is like for animals what life is like for refugees what life is like for people in war zones like Mm -hmm. it you know like this is only 0.5 percent of how people feel in much worse circumstances. I'm living in my nice flat overlooking a beautiful day in London and I've got food in my fridge and I can pop down to Waitrose when I want to and it's not that deep. So that's what I try and remember. You know, like 
all the animals, uh, you know, like I don't eat meat and I, we love animals. We talk a lot about, but you know, like animals are in, they live their lives in captivity, mm. you know, like, because us humans decide that that's what they should be doing. Um, and, you know, there are people who are stuck in Syria right now being bombed left, right and center. And there are people in Yemen or Sudan or, you know, like, and this, and we're complaining because we're, we're stuck in our flat for three weeks and mm. we can only go out for a walk a day, you know, like it's just not that deep. So I think that's what I do when I try and get in my head. I just give myself a reality check. Like mm. there's way worse things. It's temporary and just take the lessons from this. Yeah. What about you guys? Go on, Al. Me, well, similar to what I said before, really, it's just checking in with myself and just reminding myself that, you know, what we're going through is it's a process of life. Really. It's, it's something that's happened you know, because of the way the world was set up, because of the way, like what you were touching on before, I think Sinead was saying about the way Mother Nature's kind of, you know, almost pushing back on us because we were so connected and doing so much stuff. That's the reason that this this thing has spread so quickly, right? And it's the reason we're in the yeah. situation we're in now. So, but the way I keep myself in check is just by reminding myself, okay, it's a temporary situ- situation. Like it, it came, you know, four months ago, five months ago, no one could have predicted this situation, right? So it could, Although it, Barack Obama did. Did he? Oh, interesting. Bill Gates also conveniently yeah, yeah. did. But hey, and, that's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I think they, it was predicted through the way we were living, not through this particular thing, if that makes sense. So right. I think remembering that it's temporary and then any thought that we bring up within ourselves, be it a thought of like, you know, oh, I really miss hanging out with this person or I really miss doing this thing or I really feel really anxious today because I'm not earning money or I've lost my job or I've been furloughed or all of these things that are happening. Like they, it, that thought and that feeling about that thing is just temporary. Like that, that feeling and that thought can change in the next moment. And I think as long as I can remember that for myself, I kind of check in and, you know, even like what Kira said about reality check in terms of like what we're still living day to day is is nothing compared to, some of the stuff that's happening in, in, you know, less developed countries and places all across the world. So, you know, we're still in, in first world countries and we're still living in very fortunate situations. Again, that that's not everyone. There are people who, who aren't living in such great circumstances in, in, you know, London, America, Italy, Spain, whatever. But I think for me, it's like looking at my, my life because that's what I'm experiencing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what's causing me grief and pain and anxieties and worries is what I'm living through and when I keep myself in check about that and I say look I'm stood in my bedroom I'm having a wicked conversation with two amazing people and I'm overlooking the garden of my parents house like my life is I can't I can't like what am I worrying about like I've got the food on the table I've got a roof Mm. over my head I've got a comfy bed I'm still being able to do stuff that I want to do like there's so many more people who are suffering through through the virus and through other other things happening in the world it's like yeah, it's just it's just a nice it's a nice check, isn't it? To be like, mm, do I really should I really be you know feeling this or should I just allow it to pass? I think oh. also sorry to butt in, Sinead, because I know you need to say your point. Um, but I said when this first happened, um, I think just human nature, any sort of change is unnerving. Mm. So I think it's taken getting a grip on yourself and understanding that it's just the fear of change. It's just the fact that it's a bit uncertain. Naturally, like even before I go on holiday, I get a bit like, oh, like belly flutters sometimes because I know that for the next two weeks, I'm not going to be in my flat doing 
my routine and stuff. And it's like that. I think when we realize that actually it's just because things are a little different temporarily, it's easier to absorb that anxiety. Cause I think sometimes you, you just get feelings of anxiety and you don't know where they've come from. Mm. Um, so I think it's just like speaking it like having a conversation with yourself is important mm. and we're so lucky Sinead, you, that we can ahead. still go for walks because um I actually remember speaking to your brother Kira Dom about um sometimes I can feel lonely even before the quarantine because I live on my own and I remember messaging him and he was like I feel most happy when I'm walking alone he was like just take a walk and we speak about this all the time Kira change your environment we're lucky that our lockdown allows us one form of exercise a day I went for a walk before I did your class today Kira because I was like I need to do something before midday I can't have that be the first thing I do and it was just glorious and it's like it's not the best field in the world it's not Hampstead Heath but it's an open space and it's green and there's sun so my answer is the same as used to gratitude. Mm. This mm. could be so much worse and um, changing up the, the environment when you need, need to. Like, of course we wake up and we're like, why, why should I shower and things like that. But you just have to mix it up and always choose gratitude because that's another thing when you were saying about being uncertain every day before this was uncertain every day we could have died every day we didn't know if we were gonna make the meeting in time or say the right things but it's because we're being told no you can't go outside that we're like oh my gosh what's what's life gonna be like now but becoming comfortable with uncertainty I think is the key to life anyway so this is this is a new way of challenging us to face that yeah I agree yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I agree I think the uncertainty things definitely a big reality isn't it and just this yeah it's one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is like dealing with uncertainty ultimately leads you to growth right because if you can push through anything that makes you uncomfortable it's like it's the comfort zone thing right life has lived at the age of your comfort zone and we're all very much being asked to live at the age of our comfort zones right now so it's interesting like what the growth will be off the back of it and yeah it's just it's just good good uh food for thought isn't it but we yeah. we we put out some questions didn't we to our respective audiences that we should probably get get around to answering so um i've got one here which probably kind of relates a little bit to something we all do so a question came in about how do you know you've reached your limits when helping others and the reason i say that relates to all of us because we all help people in different ways right so kira obviously you're quite obviously helping people in a kind of physical way with their with their health right Sinead, you're helping people emotionally through your music. Like there's so many people, you know, and I've been to your shows and stuff and you, you see the connection that people have to the music that you make and that that helps them in something that they've experienced or, or whatever it may be. And with me, you know, I'm trying to help people find like clarity and happiness. And it's, we've, we've all got these different messages in helping people. But then when it comes to a personal basis, how do you, yeah, how do you know you've reached your limits when, when helping someone? This is a really interesting question for Kira and I because we are Libras, um, we are givers. And I feel that boundaries are something that both of us have had to really 
discipline ourselves to have because yeah. we've wanted to help maybe too much so we're um, emotional sponges yeah empathetic silly bubbies <laughs> so we 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 actually attract people who almost need help we're like caretakers yeah so mm. i think it's that it's that boundary line it's building the boundary when is when does it cross over to me helping actually isn't helping me in any way it's it's now hindering me and just deciphering how much you know a person respects you and and how much you're giving and are you getting it back this isn't a tip for tap like life but if they're only taking maybe it's time for me to just chill out a bit and and it takes a while to really realize you're allowed to say no and once you allow that because you've you've given yourself the respect to make boundaries I think that's when you know your gut man your gut is like a compass leading you to nirvana if you follow it it's so funny you were just what you said about gut was exactly what I was going to say so like the other day just randomly I had a dream about an ex and um I woke up from the dream in the dream it felt wrong like do you know when you're in something with someone and and it feels wrong like oh I don't like this is just making me feel weird and like that was honestly how I felt through 80% of the relationship and yet because I wasn't strong enough I don't know if I wasn't strong enough or I was you know naive or I don't know I don't know what it was but I ignored my gut and so I let someone continually suck my energy even though my gut was screaming for years this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and it was so funny like when I woke up the other morning I thought oh god here do you only have that dream where you're just like shake it off shake it off like it's just a dream but um it was a reminder to me of how I felt and and now as I've got older if 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 someone gives me that feeling if someone makes me feel like I don't like this relationship. I'm not enjoying the dynamic of this relationship. I I feel like this person's manipulating me or this person is not good for my happiness. I, if I feel like it's a lower vibration than where I'm at, I am just like, and I will cut it straight away because now it's taken me years to understand that your gut really talks to you and you have to listen to that. And the the truth is like, you actually can help people to an extent as long as your gut says that this is the right thing to do. And as, as long as there's some sort of a two-way relationship in that, I've got loads of friends that I help and they help me and I help them and they help me. And then I've had other friends where it feels like it's just me helping them. And it feels like it's just them, 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 and they're taken and they're taken, and they're taken or relationships. And, and now I, now that I'm 30, I'm old enough to understand and see that and avoid it. Um, because honestly, some people are just not worth helping. They will suck and suck and drain you until you've got nothing left to give. And then they'll move on to the next person. Mm. So I think it's like learning. Is this, if I help you, are you even going to change? Is this going to grow mm. you? Or are you just temporarily draining me before you move away onto someone else? Um, but I think for me, that was something that I learned 
through age and a bit of wisdom and experience. Yeah, I think the end. <laughs> the end. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, similar for me, really. It's like understanding the difference between your gut, which is your kind of like intuition, your head, mm. which is kind of like, you know, the active part of your of your brain trying to like, you know, your body trying to make, make sense of everything and your heart, which kind of leads you towards the things that you want, right? So it's about it's about making the sense between the three and trying to understand that. And I think I've struggled with that for a long time because, you know, I, I did a uh, short podcast episode like in focus session recently called Thoughts Versus Reality because I find that more often than not, I get caught up in being confused between what my thoughts are and the thinking brain is compared to like what the reality of my intuition is telling me. And I get confused between which one I'm actually experiencing because my mind can be so active and I'm a you know, huge overthinker. So I think it's about trying to tune in again, kind of what we were saying to, to that stillness and through that stillness, you can make sense of, you know, what your gut is telling you and what, what genuine, what genuinely feels bad rather than what you are making a bad situation in your head. You know, there's, there's a difference between those. So it's, it's an understanding and a feeling more than something that's like a, yeah, like a, a something you can do or an action, you know? And for me, I think, you know, particularly with what I do, like on a different side of helping people is like, I know I'm at my limit of having helped someone when they technically don't need to lean on me. Like any coaching that I do or any like one-to-one conversation I have with a friend or a DMC, like what I want them to get out of that is that they don't need to be having the conversation with me because they are comfortable within the conversation for themselves, you know? It's like a therapist. Yeah, like they, like an, they'll never give you the answer. Exactly, it's like a, you have to. It's a feeling. It's an understanding you have to have within yourself, right? And you have to you have to find that. And the only way to find it is to try and understand yourself better, right? So, for me, that that's yeah, like the helping thing is that like it comes down to trying to help people understand themselves and that maybe their minds and the way that they they work and the way that they process things, so that they can understand themselves to help themselves, you know. But obviously, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. At points, you do need to reach out and ask for help, but in in terms of like what i do you know it's that's that's how i see it as a, as the relationship you know what's what's that what's that saying about teaching a man to fish yeah if you want like, it's um it's something like don't give him like don't give him a fish teach him to fish sort of thing exactly 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 that's i can't exactly. remember the saying yeah but, but it's, it, yeah it's like enabling people lines. to find their own journey exactly exactly so yeah you know I think we're that, talking about meditation yeah um, I listen to Headspace because I need someone to be talking to me. Otherwise I get distracted. Mm. And the one for today or last night, I can't remember, was um, about knowing yourself. Was the it was topic. today's I one. Listened... Oh, is it? Yeah, ah! I did it as well. We were probably doing it at the same time. We didn't oh. know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's the, the mantra from that was until you really know yourself, why are you asking other people to tell you about yourself who probably don't even know themselves and it's about the answer being within and you've got to dig it out I used to always always ask everyone's opinions on everything because (laughs) I couldn't make the decision myself because I had decision anxiety and what I found was I just made it worse because then I had 50 other (laughs) options to choose from and my whole point was that I couldn't make decisions so then I gave myself 50 more so yeah, so knowing ourselves is is a very important part of it. Mm. And I think it t- it ties into loving yourself as well. Like no, like learning how to love yourself helps you to ultimately know yourself, right? And I think 
Um, actually, we, we had a, a question come in about relationships, didn't we? And I think a big part of that, like relationships and love for me, and I know Sinead, we spoke about this quite a lot on the episode we did together, but it, it, ultimately it comes down to loving yourself, right? If you, can, if you can show yourself love and you can open your heart up to love from, from within yourself, then you can, you can open that up to receiving love in the right way elsewhere, right? So you guys, Kira, what's, what's your kind of experience in that? I know, I know you were just talking about a, rela- a relationship you had a dream about there, but what's your kind of experience in terms of like learning to love yourself and that journey of just loving in general? It has been so hard. Like I have so many issues and insecurities and it was so hindering as well to like, my career because and that's also why probably slightly I I've been single now like more or less like I'd say yeah I don't think I could count anything as anything other than single for the last like (laughs) four years three four years um and I think part of that was because I was so damaged from the relationship I was in and I didn't love myself I would say I almost hated myself to the point where like I didn't like, like, even when I went on, um, obviously I've like built up uh, my whole thing at the moment is online training through Instagram live. And I'd never spoken into, I would never do a video thing like this before, ever. Mm. Oh, God, You know ever. when you were saying that this has been such a growth, personal growth? Yeah. One of, I'm obviously very like proud and happy and pleased for the business but actually I'm more happy about your self-love journey because I hope this isn't overstepping but before Kira went on this quarantine journey she wasn't posting pictures smiling this is just me and my face she wasn't talking into cameras being like get up we're doing another 10 she was very much you know I'm gonna I'm gonna show you these exercises and that's all you're getting and yeah. now, just just see you'll get it from embracing. the back with my bum, yeah. not my face. Yeah, to see you embracing yourself is so inspiring. So, yes, Alex, she does help people physically, but also emotionally and mentally. What you're doing for the women that you're training and some men is teaching us we can fall in love with ourselves. <laughs> I might even cry, but you know what I mean. Like if you if you felt so battered down from that relationship, from all the insecurities you're born with anyway, and you've gone on this journey, now all of your clients, we're going on the journey too. The amount of women that are like, they would never dream of working out every day, but they are now because it's yeah. like... Yeah. That's, do you know what's so crazy is I, I thought the exact same thing when I saw Kira doing her lives. I was like, oh my God, like I've never known Kira to want to jump on camera or do never. something like that before. Or like, it, it, has, it hasn't, you said it yourself, it's literally been all ass, no face. And it's like, yeah. you know, now you, you're embracing like, yeah. like this is me, like this is my journey. I want you yeah. guys to be, and I like, when I saw you doing the lives, I was like, I was so happy. Cause I was like, I know how much of a big thing that was for you. Because I know before when we've recorded the podcast, you were like, oh, I don't want to film it. Like I don't like being filmed and et cetera. Yeah. So when, when I saw that, I was like, yes, oh, go girl. It's like, sake. hey, hey. Uh, I'm the woman with the ass and I'm, I'm the face. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it's so funny. Like I said this actually on, on a Q&A that I did. Like recently I did a thing for women's health and um, we did two parts to that. And part of it was like a workout in women's health, the magazine. Another part was like an online training um, where like I did a workout, a, a real life lifetime workout or whatever it's called. 
And I hated how I looked so much in it that I wouldn't post it up. And I've had so many things like that recently. I did a podcast just like this with someone else, another, another female radio presenter. She filmed it. I hated the visuals so much, I didn't post it up. And it was like, I've had so many things like that, like little accomplishments where I let my own insecurities stop my progress that like, I'd be like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, okay, that did take a whole day out of my life and I was really looking forward to seeing it. And now that I see it, I'm so insecure that I can't even say to people, this is me. And it's like, it took quarantine to be like, do you know what, Kira, either you do this, or you are just going to be sitting in your living room for the next six weeks on your own, doing Mm. nothing. So like it pushed me out of my comfort zone and it's been the most amazing thing because like I wasn't able to ever show my personality because I couldn't talk into a camera. So I was like, I, all this time I'm like communicating to people via like, uh, you know, a picture or that's like, you know, very like airbrushed and blah, 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 or a video of my ass you know, like rather than actually just like, this is me. And it's like, it for me, it's I've had to clear the cobwebs of all those old relationships, clear away the insecurities, understand that actually that was their insecurities reflected onto me or deflected onto me, sorry. Um, and just like sort of learn to be a bit like, this is who I am. And like, it is who I am when I'm 70 or 80, I'm still going to be this person. And Mm. then when I die, I'm going to die this person. So why have I spent the last five years trying to be someone that I'm not? Oh my days. I relate to everything so deeply. It's like talking to a husband or wife. It's like talking to a mirror. Honestly, like the the thing, the key word being personality and who I am. Because for me in this quarantine, People have messaged, like, saying, I didn't know you you did accents. I didn't know yeah. you, like... We're so funny. No one knew you were funny. I thought that I had to be the image I saw artists that I, like, were. Yeah. I thought yeah. I need to be mysterious and cool and, oh, do this sort of pose and yeah. dropping a new song. And that's it, and say nothing else. And this has taught me to, because we've been embracing ourselves, why is anyone going to buy music? They've got a million options dropping every single month. Why are they going to click? Because they like who I am, not yeah. just because the music's good. Where people put out good music, it's like, who are you? Yeah. And my journey's been similar to, to you, Kira. Mm. Yeah, I, lo- I literally called Sinead up yesterday because there, there's this, like, you. everyone's seen, like, uh, Tory Lanez on Quarantine Radio and like Alex hasn't uh, seen any of that, you know. Have you not seen? No, do you know I've been I've been trying to stay away from too much social media because otherwise I spend all day on it. Oh yeah, my and God, also because so... you're not a raging pervert, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, well yeah. you you've not missed <laughs> out. But long story short, it's like rappers getting girls to twerk on their Instagram lives and like it's blowing up. It's gone mad, you know. Like, but the the standards are getting lower and lower, and the girls are getting you know, they're having to reach to really try and get an impact now. And Mm. it's so funny because Sinead did a flip reverse of that where she's done her own quarantine radio and she's getting guys to come on and like, (laughs) because the rappers are getting girls to like pour milk over them, you know, like whatever. So Sinead's got guys pouring milk over them. And not just that, she's been doing like videos of like her Thai mom and, you Mm. know, like just, it's hilarious. And now the world is seeing 
my best friend for how I see my best friend. Whereas oh. like, and it's like, it's so beautiful to see. Cause I'm like, that is who she is. She's not this, we are geeks. We are both geeks, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and that's okay. And it's like, I think it's been beautiful to see how quarantine has pushed so many people to just be like, this is who I am. Like, yeah. like mm. it or lump it. And I'm seeing people and I'm like, I like you. Whereas I didn't like you before because I didn't like who you were trying to be, but I like yeah. who you actually are. Yeah. Oh, guys, you're actually bringing a tear to my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we've been trying... Do you know what's mad as well? Like, if I ever have a kid, yeah, I'm going to say to my kids, I don't, I don't really want kids, but you never know what will happen. I'm going to say, listen, don't accept the maze that you get given by anyone you meet in life this maze being this is how you can be successful this is how you can be happy because all that maze is doing is taking a longer time for you to get to the magic which is you mm. you are the yeah. magic if if i could go back and like be 18 again i'd have been like oh i am actually a sick writer i do have a good voice I do have a good message. I am a good person. But I had to go through all of these. Yeah, he said that. So he's been in the business for 20 years. So he'll know that. No, you are the magic. So stop running away from it. Thank there you, is only, There is only one you and that is your power. Yeah. yeah. But how, how much of that journey though, Sinead, that you're just talking about, do you have to go through just so you can learn like that the magic is you? Like for me, like I've had to go through that. I've had to experienced that and I wouldn't change anything that's happened in my life be it you know depression being be it like not wanting to be here like suicidal thoughts like heavy anxiety like I wouldn't want to change any of that because without having that experience of going on that journey of feeling lost not knowing what my career is going to be not knowing my true passion not knowing my true self not even being able to know like me like for my mm. like to myself for myself like if I didn't go through all of that and on that journey I wouldn't be where I am now do you know what I mean I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be on the, the road to me the journey is is great. We should all go on that journey. What we should try and encourage our youngers is don't listen to the gas mm. and the noise telling you, no, it's this way, no, it's that way. But 100%, we've got to go through the depression. We've got to go see the therapist. We've got to go through the anxiety. We've got to go through the looking in the mirror, literally like, ugh. You know what, though? I would say, like, if I was going back to my younger self, I'd be like, Stay away from people who make you feel bad. That is like the one thing that I do. I know I, I wouldn't say I regret because I do think that there's lessons in everything, but I wish that I didn't need to learn those lessons, especially as I didn't need to learn those lessons. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. in a sense, I feel like my younger self tolerated things and put up with things and made excuses for other people. Like when I look back, I'm like, you know, my family, my friends, the people around me, the people who love you, they really do um, have your best interests at heart. They really do, 90% of the time. And if they're giving you advice or warnings or, you know, trying to pull you away from situations or other people or friendships or anything, you, you know, you can use your own instinct on that one. But 90% of the time, it's because they don't have rose tinted glasses on. Um, so I do think that you do need to like, you know, like there are lessons and there, there are things that you do need to go through. But I do think at the same time, as humans, we're sort of like, 
masochists where like we put ourselves through pain and I don't know why why do we do that you know like Mm. we know things are wrong but we repeatedly make the wrong decisions and I feel like it's only as you get older you know like they say older like you know listen to your elders and wisdom and stuff like that it's true because it's only as you get older that you've got the gift of hindsight to look back and be like that was a whole waste of my time you know like Mm -hmm. but when you're in it when you're younger so I think you know like if if we have children that is something that I really would say I'd be like just be around people and you know because like most things I found that upset me through the years it was due to other people Mm. rather than finances or anything else it was other people around me more than anything else it was you know maybe like bad friends in school bad relationships or a boss who wasn't nice or you know like and actually I think quarantine has been a really good journey to understand that none of it matters that much we all thought that like everything was so important there are there are people who are separate now from their partners there are people who have been furloughed from their jobs and your bills are put on hold and you know like all the things that we were worrying about suddenly there's like a pause button and it's the first time when I've actually realized like none of it matters that much any parking ticket I've ever had or you know like sleepless nights or I don't know something I've cried over or whatever it just doesn't matter that much health and family and happiness are what really matters yeah exactly and I think it's how it's it it does come down to how you show up for yourself and I think to expand on what you were saying Kira about the pain, the relationship we have with pain and my listeners will probably know what's coming next. Cause I beat this drum so much is like, we have this relationship with pleasure and pain where they're the same, they're the, they're the same, they're the, the two sides of the same coin. Right. Mm. So on one side, you've got pain on the other side, you've got pleasure. And it's like, they exist in the, they exist together. Like you can't have pl- pleasure without having pain. And like, sometimes we push ourselves towards the pain because we get to a point of actually finding pleasure improving ourselves wrong improving ourselves like you know it, do you know what i mean and like almost punishing ourselves we find pleasure in it which is why we continue to do it but then on the flip side yeah. when you're chasing too much pleasure and that could be in a project or something you're working on or in another person or a relationship like when you push yourself to just try and feel the pleasure the more that you don't experience the pleasure you're seeking the more pain you're opening yourself up to so if we can understand that they exist together and they coexist and that, you know, if, if you, if you want to chase pleasure somewhere along the line, you're going to push yourself towards pain. And if you're going to, you know, for whatever reason, push yourself or try and experience pain for yourself, you're going to find pleasure in that pain. So it's a very interesting dynamic, but I think once you can get a grip on that and understand it and almost question like, okay, I am texting this person because I want an emotional response for them to feed my ego, to feed my soul. And if I don't get it, I'm going to beat myself up about it that's where you're, you're pushed for the pleasure, but chase, but you end up with the pain, right? And if you can understand the reason you're doing things, the reason you're pushing yourself towards pleasure or the reason you're, you're making yourself feel pain and you can figure that thing out, then you can, you can just connect actually. Like, like you said, it doesn't matter. Like all that matters is how, how I show up for myself, how I represent myself and how my tribe, you know, like your family or friends do that for you as well, you know? It's a bit like the yin and the yang and like yeah, exactly. highs and lows, sunshine and rain. And it, it's true. You need a certain amount of pain to actually enjoy the pleasure. It's mm. like you have to work hard in order to play hard. And it's like, 
we can't not everything can be great i suppose all the time so we need to get the lessons from the lows in mm. order to enjoy the highs exactly my, my pleasure my pleasure in pain is knowing the pain's gonna end my pain and pleasure is knowing that it's gonna come to an end yeah so it's the same oh, thing I like that. because this too Did you just make that up yeah. I think that's a new song, Yeah, you should write it's that down. It's a new song. Uh, write that down, seriously. But it's interesting how you, how, the way you frame that because the, the, they both result in, this, in the same thing, which is an ending, which is a temporary it, thing. Do you know what I mean? Because so nothing can ever stay the same. Exactly. Well, it's like when you're in Ibiza and it's 6am and you know that soon <laughs> you're going to have to go home. The sun is up and it's like, ah, the night is over, you know, like, and then, yeah, I, I, I get totally what you mean. It's like, it's almost like the realization of life, mm. you know, like everything is just a little cycle and the cycle has to like get back to the beginning and start again. Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah, cycle of life, literally. And did you, have you guys got any, any questions, Sinead? I know you had a good couple of questions that came in that we can chew over. Well, one of them was... There's one about feminism or... How do you feel about feminism? It was one question. Any tips on how to find your career purpose was another. I think feminism can be answered pretty quickly. <laughs> and I think the answer is... I mean, I just flipped a switch. Flip a flip with this Tory Lanez thing, right? <laughs> She's my MC. Um, I think for me, Hi, feminism man. is about... Uh, equality for both sexes and like the reason I, I am calling it out is because the comments on these twerkers um have been so foul and rude and I, I get it it's like you know if you're gonna put yourself out there you're gonna get some hate too but I think well let's let's objectify some men then let's let's see you dancing with the milk mm -hmm. um so that's my thoughts on feminism Kira I actually got into like so there was a picture on like a meme page the other day and it was like a couple before and after and in the before picture they were both quite big you know slightly overweight um and the title of the picture and then afterwards they're both like fitness couple and the title of the picture was um change her don't replace her with a heart and i commented and i was like how about change him or <laughs> what about change no one and literally, I got the most amount of crap in, in response to my comment. So many people, insert angry feminist, uh, all right, feminist, calm down, or like, you know, whatever, like all of these people like, and I just thought, how dare you? Like, there's two people in that picture, and I get what they're trying to say. It was actually meant to be a nice message. Yeah. But the point was, there's so, it's so the world is so distorted and I was offended by it. And I know people like, you know, I shouldn't be like, I'm not that easily offended, but I just thought, how dare you that you're putting this up to say, if a woman's overweight, change her men, change her, don't replace her, stick her on a diet boys. You know, like it's all right. You don't have to dump her guys, you know, just make sure she's not eating too much, you know, like, mm. and I just thought one, this is like, fat shaming and two this is so biased towards men and it really irritated me and I ended up getting into like a meme war with like little commenters <laughs> like 
because I just thought the audacity of it and the thing is that's what annoys me there's this underlying sense of like like even me you know like I'm 30 and it's like oh um so uh when you're gonna get a boyfriend or like you know when you're gonna and I just think why do I need to get a boyfriend if I want a boyfriend if I find someone that I will settle down with and is on an equal path to me and has the same ambitions and blah blah but like I just think like I'm not an angry feminist I shave my armpits I shave my legs you know like I don't I don't burn my bras I go to Victoria's Secret um you know like and it's just like it's certain things that irritate me because it's just this like underlying viewpoint of like we'll be so lucky to be picked by a man to like Mm. you know like or or we're just not seen someone said to me the other day like you know I'm you're doing really well and you know like especially as a woman in our industry you know like there's not many that I would respect and I just thought what are you on about <laughs> like you know like and it was like you're almost giving me like a backhanded compliment, compliment. yeah it's literally like, what we you know like we birth you like don't get me wrong I love men and I am 100% straight and you know like I'm I've got brothers and I hang around with boys and I'm a bit of a lad to be honest and it annoys me because I pay my bills and I work hard and I lift weights and I do and I don't understand why there's still this like underlying thing of like we're sort of like secondary beings and it Mm -hmm. so yeah I I'm not like a bra burning feminist but certain things really do put a bee in my bonnet and um when i hear it you literally i'll chew your ear off about it so Mm. i just think we've got to still being i think that women are scared to be too opinionated i think we're scared to like say our thoughts i think that we're scared that we'll come across like a nag um and i think we're scared go on carry on sorry you know when you said about um the meme war it just reminded me i got a um a message the other day saying stick to music don't talk about politics and I was just like and loads of people replied to him like because I spoke about um the NHS basically on one of I my saw it. it was it the tweet that you put up mm. about yeah. Boris about the NHS it wasn't even about yeah. Boris it was about the NHS saving his life like and um and then which the next was a one very was like, valid yeah it was tweet, by the way and then I thought what do you mean stick to music? So I replied to him and I said, if I were to sing a little ditty and shake my titties only, not that I do that anyway, I like, if, if that's all I use my platform for, I'm not utilising the privilege properly. So I'm sorry that a woman spoke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I will. Because yeah. our NHS are heroes and I want to use my platform for, for some good. And I just celebrate. thought, bro, you need to relax. Why don't you stick to whatever you're doing? <laughs> trolling, trolling online. And actually, yeah. like, we need people from ethnic minorities and diverse backgrounds to speak up about politics. Not yeah. everyone is white, Etonian, um, with the same viewpoint. Like, sorry, like, we need people like you to speak up on it. And I, I rate people like you speaking up on it. So they could, I mean, they're just irrelevant, like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, ultimately, like, the whole the whole point of politics, right, and the whole point of a democracy is that everyone can and does have their own opinions and thoughts and can share them, right? That's the, yeah. the whole thing. And that's that I, I really stay away from the political thing because I just, like, 
I hate that side of it where it's like you, if whether you're expressing an opinion one way or the other, someone's going to tell you you're wrong. And it's like, well, no, I'm not because it's my opinion. Yeah. Right? And it's my belief. Like, there's, who are you to tell me that I'm wrong? Like, yeah. my opinion is my opinion. Your opinion is your opinion, right? That's the whole point of politics. That's the whole point of the way our system is set up is like, I will vote for this person and you have the opportunity to vote for another person. That's the yeah. whole point of it. So to, 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 to throw it in someone's face one way or the other that they're right or wrong for me, uh, it's, it's a very negative space that I don't like. And that's, I don't really step into it for that reason, because I'm just like, I don't want that negativity. Like I, I know what my opinions are. I know what my views are. I know what my beliefs are. And I'm happy to stick to those. I don't need someone to tell me that they think my opinion's wrong or they think my opinion's right. Like it's not going to change my opinion one way or the other. So do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's, I think there's too much around the politi- political side of things, you know? It's just, yeah, it gets to me a bit. That's the one and thing I do that think women jars are- me women are very hushed up when it comes to politics. Yeah, yeah. I I used to, the the same, well, no, another boyfriend back in the day, they used to always say to me, don't put anything about, don't put your opinions on social media. Don't put any, like, stop. And like, they'd have a go if I ever got too, like, opinionated. And it was like, why can't I voice my opinion? Like, I don't understand why it's like, because actually, if Rosa Parks didn't voice her opinion, yeah. you know, like, or if Martin Luther King didn't put his opinion out there, or, you know, a- anyone who is an amazing figure in history, if they didn't stand up for what they believed in, then nothing would have ever changed. Mm. You don't get changed mm, through true. silence. It's true. Particularly, you get changed through action and through exactly. people speaking up on, on their beliefs. Yeah, I suppose. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what have you got? Give it, you give us one, Kira. I do think body image is something that we could touch on yeah, because um, I do think that um, a lot of people struggle with this at the moment. I said it um, because of celeb culture. I think that's where a lot of people are going wrong. Um, but I do think that with social media, we're now starting to learn to filter through the crap essentially mm. and understand who's real and who's not. And, you know, the sort of products I think that, social media went through a boom of like, you know, drink this tea and it will make your tummy flat or, you know, use this and use that on waist trainers. And, you know, the same people who've had tons of surgery selling um, workout plans. And it's like, you didn't even do the workout for yourself. So I think body image is a real interesting one. And, you know, like, I do think that again, it ties into like confidence and self-esteem and all of the things that we've actually touched on already. And even what we were just saying there, you know, like, well, actually, I think that men struggle with body image too. You know, like a lot of guys that I know when the summer comes, they don't want to take off their T-shirt or, you know, like they don't feel confident within themselves. Um, But again, I think that all comes back down to like everything that I feel like we've we've mentioned today has, has come back to like tying into who are you and knowing who you are. And if you're grounded... And if you um, are, you know, like if you're tuning out those negative thoughts, if you're tuning out those negative people, I think the body image and um, insecurities and everything, it all comes under one roof. Mm. Um, And it's just, you know, like talking to yourself, having open conversations with yourself, positive affirmations, um, telling yourself the nice things about yourself, surrounding yourself with good people. um, I think that it will help to improve your your body image of yourself and again your self-confidence when it comes to 
anything really. Mm. I think you're right. It comes down to a confidence thing because like for me, like I've, I've gone through so many different periods with, with like falling in and out of love with my body for, for various reasons through like it just not working how it should. Like I've got so many niggles and like, you know, um, knock on effects from old football injuries and stuff like that. Like my knees, every time I, you know, bend down or crouch, like they click, like one of my shoulders is like always like placed forward and not back, which gives me like pain in my neck and my shoulders and stuff. So I've had this relationship of like trying to, you know, get it to as a healthy state as possible. Then there's also the added pressures. Like, you know, you spoke about, you see everywhere on social media, be it like, you know, scrolling for Instagram or you turn on like, you know, what's that stupid program everyone watches um love island <laughs> you turn on love island and like all the guys have like you know they're ripped they've got massive chests and six packs and like amazing tans and like tattoos and then you look at yourself and you think like oh am i not like do i need to look like that do i not need to can look I, like that can i just interrupt on that i yeah. do think the love island is really interesting though because sometimes the people who come on at the start i'm like whoa he's nice or whatever and by day two mm. once the personality has come out you're like nah and i think love island is a really interesting learning curve it's like an observation mm. of humans because anyone that you thought was nice at the start often your opinions change as soon as you actually get to know them so even though body image can be like interesting i think it shows the importance of personality exactly and i think but i think that's also part of the problem though is that we we, we i mean i don't watch love Island, but, but you 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 see programs like that and your instant reaction is to judge someone based on the way they look and the way their body is. Yeah. So then instantly you think, Oh, when I'm meeting people or I'm on a beach or I'm, you know, in the gym and, or I'm, you know, just got a t-shirt and shorts on when I'm walking down the street, people are judging me based on my appearance. And I think that's where that dynamic of our, you know, um, body image com comes into it because we know that in that's the instantaneous reaction for pretty much everyone, you know, like 99.9% .9 of people. So, to look at yourself and dislike your body for what it looks like, you know, again, like what are you really judging yourself on there? Like, are you, you're just yeah. judging yourself on face value. You're not looking at who you are and your beliefs and your values, which ultimately are the most important thing because they're the things that shine through beyond your appearance. So it doesn't matter how you look, it matters to how you feel in your body. And like, I've been, you know, getting back into like a regular workout and yoga and stretching routine since being in lockdown. And I'm starting to, you know, my body doesn't, isn't amazing, but I'm starting to feel better. And that's more important for me. Like I don't need to have a big chest and big arms and a big six pack and, you know, nice quads or whatever. Like, yeah, as long as I feel, <laughs> why are you laughing when I said nice quads, Sinead? <laughs> so no, I just, I never think of quads as like no, something that I desire. <laughs> oh my god you no. hate quads Sinead drives me nuts she's always like I don't want my legs to grow I just want my bum to grow but even in men I wouldn't be like oh we had a nice nice set of quads yeah. <laughs> but yeah but the, do you know what I mean though it's like you, you're if you start valuing those things too highly then you lose the the actual value in yourself you, lo you lose you know your internal body image do you know what I mean and that that's yeah. that's the that's the important thing it's, it's, and it's again what we were just speaking about with you guys like showcasing more of your personalities to sh to say like hey look I'm Kira this is what I'm like this is who I am yeah. like I'm not just about this and hey look I'm Sinead like this is who I and you, you know you're both very good looking girls so people are going to look at you based on an appearance but once you then say to people this is who I am this is my personality with that people will be like oh yeah like these guys are sick. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm very yeah. fortunate to know both of you on that side as well, like personally. So I know what your personalities are like. So to see you 
shining from beyond just a, a, a nice picture or an appearance is like, mm. it's a good thing because people are getting to know you guys, you know? Mm. Can I tell you a secret? Go for it. All about the so, secrets. After like a weird blip in my self worth, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get surgery. <laughs> I've like, my perfect body would be like Rihanna or um, I don't know, X, Y or Z supermodel. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just get a boob job. Like, it was just a weird, I've always toyed with this because ever since I was 12, I was like, next year I'll get boobs. Okay, not now, 13. Next year I'll get boobs. <laughs> and then I was like, I literally was considering it. I was like, okay, cool. So I, I, I text my friend who's had them done, Kira knows the friend, and she was like, honestly, it feels like a train track has hit you for days in your chest. And it's horrid. And she's like, but then after that, it's brilliant. And then I, I sat with myself and I said, do you know what? I'm just going to have small boobs. <laughs> and it took like a few days. And I was like, no. And what you said about if you focus so much on that something else, you take away from your own worth. Like, what what is a five foot three little Thai girl going to look like with some massive whoppers? It's not going <laughs> to So I was like, I've just got to... You know, you've got to dress what suits your body, work on your body, and work on your self-love. Um, mm. Because you, as we said, you are the only you. So, you know, like they did in Mean Girls, cut circles in the chest and show off the small boobs if you want. Other people might follow. Whatever yeah. it takes to just be comfortable with yourself. It takes time, of course. Yeah, but also I think it's like, if you if you were to get the boob job, right? Like, who are you getting that boob job for? Are you getting Definitely that for yourself to look in the mirror and be like, oh, look at me, I've got big boobs. Or are you doing it because you want people to, to see that you've got big boobs and be I, like, oh, we desire her because she's got big boobs. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to feel more womanly. If I could, I'd get bigger hips, a bigger bump. But actually, I know it's a bit like, all right, um mary from mary and joseph but this is the body god gave me and if i changed it i'm like i don't know it's just i've got to respect this is this is it and also like everyone these days is morphing into one mm. like mm. it's so nice to see people with different body shapes or small boobs or a, a, a small bum or like you know just like genuine humans who don't all have like you know the same filler eyes that are like just don't get me wrong you know I've had a bit of filler here and there but you know like I just feel like we we for a bit we were losing individuals mm. like this one cloned look like anyone who's had their hips done and their bum done I'm like I can see it because you've all got the same body you've got the same body exactly the same the surgeons all do it in the same way and it's just nice to see um, Sinead right, Sinead um, yeah and like and the truth is I'm the same with the, the boob job me and Sinead have spoken about this for years on and off and like Alex is right the truth is because when I go to the beach and I lay on the beach and if I was on the beach on my own I'm cool with my boobs being small like when I get in the shower I don't look at my boobs and think oh my god like they're so small but it's only when I'm like going somewhere that people are around that I start thinking, oh, I wish I had bigger boobs. Oh, because I'm thinking that they're going to be looking and they're going to think things. And as much as I can say it's for me, it's not for me. It's for men. It's for 
you know, like other people. It's because I want them to see my body and think it's perfect. And oh, mm. if I had boobs, it'd be perfect. When actually it's perfect. My health is good. We're functioning. We don't have any issues. So it is perfect. Like essentially what's more perfect than a healthy body. Mm. Uh, I'm going to get a bit controversial here. So, you, I mean, you feel, feel free to shoot me down, but like, do you, how much do you think then that, cause I've always had this thing about makeup with girls, right? Like guys, we don't need to wear makeup. Like, we have to show up and face up however we wake up and however our face looks like we, that's just the reality of it. Right. Give we, it a we, wash. Like, yeah. Give it a wash. Of course. Yeah. A bit, a bit of soap goes, goes a long way, but I mean, we don't, generally guys don't wear makeup right i'm not saying there's anything wrong if guys do either by the way but just generally but with girls from a very young age you're taught that every time you want to do something or leave your house that you should improve the way you look by putting makeup on right so naturally my thinking and obviously i'm not a girl and i've never had to go live through this so again correct me if i'm wrong naturally my thinking is that if you're if you've already got that kind of embedded in you from a very young age that when it comes to things like Kira saying when you're on the beach you don't have the control to be like oh I'm just going to touch up my boobs to make them look bigger so you're naturally going to question like oh my god they don't look perfect like because you can't do anything about them you know day to day other than you know like we're talking about getting surgery or whatever so I don't know what the question is there but that's just my thinking is like the sometimes I think like that makeup and that that whole industry behind cosmetics and everything it's very damaging from a very young age because of that reason of like, you know that if you want to go somewhere, you can touch up your face. You can even, you know, I don't know what the, the wording is, but you can like do things to your nose. Contour. Things, like, make it look smaller and you can do things so that your, your, your cheekbones look contour. You know, valent. Yeah, contouring or whatever. So like that, you're teaching yourself to change your appearance day to day, every day, you know, if, you, if you're someone who wears or makeup. We, if you can look at it as being enhanced rather than changing it, Maybe that's a healthier way. I think Alex but is, is it? right, or though. Or should you be natural? I, I don't know. Alex is right, though. Like, I, and you always said this to me recently. Only recently, weirdly, have I started actually wearing makeup since quarantine. Because I'm on live every Who day. Who said that? You, no, so previously, do you know how you'd say to me, oh, my God, you, like, how I don't wear makeup? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I went through that over the last year and a half, I pretty much cut makeup out um, completely. So like I would literally um, just cause I was in the gym, I'd be like, I'm not wearing makeup. So yeah, I had to learn to like almost start to see my face again. Cause like I had to learn what my face was like. And by walking out in the street, I was like, oh my God, like people had to learn what I looked like without any makeup. And it was such a liberating feeling because I used to, if I ever went anywhere without makeup, I'd be like, oh my, God, oh my God, no one can see me. Oh my God, I hope no one sees me. Whereas like, it's quite liberating being at your worst all the time. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's like, you can't catch me off guard because this is my face. Um, so I totally agree with you. I just think it's, it's so wrong. And it's like the young girls who are like 13, 14, who are doing these YouTube videos, I feel for them because they know how to do makeup better than I can and I'm 30. So it's <laughs> like when you do contour and stuff, it's layers and layers and layers. So the thought of going out without those layers and having someone see that face, what you look like underneath, it must be scary. It's like a mask. Yeah. You know, like, so I do totally agree with you. And I think the cosmetic industry, 
it is scary. And I think with the rise of bloggers, with the rise of like online makeup tutorials, it's probably only going to get worse. So I mm. don't see a way out of that anytime soon. Have you guys got any final thoughts or, or something you want to share before we sign out? If you'd like to raise money for the NHS, I will be doing a male-dominated milk dance on my IG live. Quarantine, week. quarantine, quarantine. So tune in. Mm. You, you may or may not see me on there as well. You better. Yeah. Yeah. Alex will make his way back to social media for that one. Um, <laughs> I just think overall there's been quite a few reoccurring topics through this and the key messages I would say is use this time to try and grow, to try not to get swallowed by anxiety. Use this time to, as we just said there, don't put any makeup on. If you don't need to, if you're sitting at home, let your skin breathe, learn to embrace your, your face, learn to, um, you know, learn some new skills if you can and enjoy it because before we know it, we'll be looking back and thinking, quarantine was quite fun and we'll be back to the rat race before we know it. So just embrace this time and try to quieten um, any negative thoughts. And as Alex said earlier, embrace the stillness. Mm, and, yeah, and and top, laugh. yeah. And laugh. Exactly. And on top of that, like just, just learn, just use the time to find out more about yourself. I think a lot of the themes we've spoken about has, has, has come back to, to you and yourself and how you show up for yourself and how you love yourself and how you, um, think about yourself look at yourself like use this time wisely to fall in love with yourself again you know like a lot of people out there I feel like and I've definitely gone through it have not loved themselves enough and it causes a lot of pains and anxieties so if you can use this time wisely to to do the things you love doing to show more of yourself to be more of yourself to you know strip away all of the, all of the, the negativity and the bad things then use it for that at least you know guys this has been an absolute pleasure and like i said i've been really enjoying been really pleasure yeah, it has been a big pleasure like especially like i said just watching you guys shine in you know what's difficult circumstances for everyone it's been really it's been amazing and i'm, I'm really happy that we got to do this because i hit up kira originally to be like yeah let's do a recording she was like oh my god we should do it with Sinead and i was like 100 percent 100 even though we're like probably living about 400 meters away from each other right now <laughs> it's still it's still amazing the power done of it. the internet eh? exactly exactly so thank, thank you guys you, for being here continue thank continue you. spreading joy and congrats on your new name of the podcast thank you in the moment with alex yeah. manzi and i hope you guys hey. have enjoyed this moment hey. we do hey. enjoy, we enjoy every moment with you um thanks guys Cheers. thank you guys see you all later Love <laughs> positive man So there we have it guys that was Kieran Sinead and like I said I really really love this conversation it's so powerful and inspiring and there's just so many gems and so much wisdom from both girls and you know you can see that their their energy is just so magnetic you know and I love the bit in the middle where they're both just <laughs> telling each other how much they love their own growth that they've seen and just sharing that moment together is really beautiful, you know. And if you liked what you heard in this episode, please be sure to leave a review and even better, hit the subscribe button so that you get the latest episode straight to your phone. And if you know someone who you think would really, really benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send them the link or a screenshot because it's important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. I started this podcast to help inspire positive change and you can also be part of that by sharing the love. And as ever, you can connect with me on Instagram at IamAlexManzi. Be sure to hit me up there. You can always DM me questions. You can reach out to say hello. You can reach out if you just want some help or advice or 
whatever it is my dms are always open i'm always connecting with people to have conversations there so until next time thank you for listening and i will see you for the next episode this podcast is produced by unedited